When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Goat whore have returned with their new album, Angels, Hung from the Arches of Heaven. Available everywhere October 7th. The title of the record is both deep and direct. Vocalist Ben Falquist, knowing exactly where he is coming from. It is a basis of human despondency, the arc of life, and its relationship with a personal abyss of overwhelming emotion and thought. A mixture of esoteric ideas and biblical scriptures, and the journey to the places some care not to venture on mental paths. The rise and fall of the self, and how the abyss can be a turning point for some, and a passageway to oblivion for others. It is blunt and to the point, just like the countless aspects of life. Guys, listen, watch. New videos in order right now at MetalBlade.com slash GoatHorror. Angels, Hung from the Arches of Heaven. GoatHorror's latest record is coming out October 7th. Also, Sweden's Defleshed are back with their first new album in 17 years. Grind Over Matter. Slams onto digital and physical shelves on October 28th, and these Swedes haven't lost a step. Their blend of thrash, death, and grindcore is as vital as as ever 11 tracks 34 minutes all killer no filler the band originally reformed to record a couple new songs for a box set but enjoy the process so much they expanded the effort into a full-length album haven't heard defleshed they're for fans of at the gates revocation exhumed and you can listen watch and order right now metalblade.com slash defleshed once again sweetie's defleshed first new album in 17 years grind over matter coming out october 28th go to metalblade.com slash defleshed this is the metal sucks podcast with your hosts petter spike jocelyn sharp and sylvia alvarado Metal Sucks Podcast. What is going on, all our wonderful friends out there? It is I, your host, Petter Spice. I am always joined by... Jocelyn Sharp. You can find me all over the internet at wizardofjaws.com. That's like Wizard of Oz with a J.com. That's right. J-O-Z. Wizard of J-O-Z. Yeah, not Wizard of J-A-W-S like the boys in high school wrote in my yearbook. So... <laughs> It makes total sense. Make sure to follow other co-hosts. <laughs> Guys, don't forget about them. First, you got Sylvia Alvarado at It's the Sylvia on Instagram. And, of course, Brandon Hahn at Your Buddy Gooch on Twitter and Instagram. You want to follow me? I am at our other podcast handle. That other podcast is, of course, Rise to Offend. I am at Rise to Offend on, on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend official on Instagram. This week, back on the show, we have Tarja Turinen. 
We are here to celebrate her best of the accomplishment of the last 15 years of her solo career. Living the dream best of it is out right now. And also to celebrate the tour that is also happening right here, right now in Europe, guys. Make sure you're checking out if you're in that region. Christmas together, that tour is happening. And we are here just to talk, celebrate all that stuff. So, But before we get into our interview with Tardia, me, Jocelyn, we got a lot of Metal Sucks news to cover. First story. Well, this came out of nowhere, so we got to talk about it. I don't know how much we could talk about it. It just came out of nowhere, and it's a huge story. The Probably the, the biggest band in the metal world, biggest one of the biggest bands on the planet. Metallica have, they dropped a song, um, and of course, me and Jocelyn have listened to it. It's a three-minute song. It's a quick song. I don't really think you can not like it. It's pretty goddamn, you know, um, catchy, Metallica-sounding. It's Metallica. I mean, but it's three minutes. So I've kind of... Felt- I mean, they would have been a fool to not have come out with an album after the Stranger Things bump. Ooh, Fools. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I'm sh- I didn't put that I'm, together. I'm sure... I'm sure that their PR person like had them by like with a gun to their head in their face. So, like, you're doing another album, Rockers. Like, there's no way you'd have been a fool after how popular that um, uh, that Metallica album became. Like, it shot back up on the charts just because of Stranger Things. That's, like, I didn't think about this, but you're right. The Master of Puppets did get huge. I mean. Kids all over had like I saw kids with a poster that said Eddie based on the character and all that stuff and it was like this big thing. So you're right. So I didn't put that together just because it's like to me the event of Metallica, you know, putting out an album at any time I think really matters. Yeah, but, I don't think it's out of nowhere. I no, think I think you're right. I think it's perfect timing. I think that they just garnered millions of new fans and metal is going to have another resurgence, which is we're seeing it. You know, because I'm like. I live a lot in the screamo, emo, hardcore genres, death metal. That's like where I live a lot with my music taste. And even those bands, I'm seeing a resurgence in Gen Z, um, like Gen Z indie bands I'm discovering on Instagram have the same, you can hear the influences of like the East Coast hardcore movement and the Northwest screamos and like all of those things in the, from the early 2000s that like were really making uh, emo music part of the mainstream you can hear that coming back so it's like we're seeing this resurgence of everything like everything metal not just metal but everything that could fall under the umbrella in any way shape or form well I, I, I don't disagree I know that we've had a lot of popular culture like figures wearing metal band t-shirts as style as nostalgia so let's see if that works out this could be a start with metallica you know topping charts and stuff like that and uh the new song was lux eterna uh, the album's name is 72 seasons i might have said that wrong earlier i forgot uh forgive me everybody but the new album 72 seasons like i said it came, comes out in april we're gonna talk about metallica probably fucking weekly until then <laughs> it's just the way it works. <laughs> it's kind of the way the news story works because man i mean the next six months for everybody at metal sucks or any of these uh dude every quote that we get from lars or or james or all those guys man it's it's a big story and it just excites everybody because uh that's a big deal so Hang in there for more Metallica news. You guys will hear from it. But more things happen this week. So I'm moving on kind of quickly from a new Metallica album, 72 Seasons. I'm sure we're going to hear new songs. But the song is cool. It's pretty good. Like I said, it's three minutes. You guys definitely got to check it out, and I'm sure you have. Um, there's, It's one of those things where you're like, I'm good with it. Moving on. You know, It's like we're going to buy the record anyway. It doesn't matter. 
Yeah. We all bought St. Yeah. Anger, and then we later on were like, all right, fine. You know, but we bought it. Yeah, we're all Metallica <laughs> we're not, None of us are fools. No, we no, drink, no. We drank some, some we, Metallica. Kool-Aid? Uh, it's not Kool-Aid. It's not Kool-Aid, though. It was Flavor-Aid. So we drank the Metallica Flavor-Aid. Mm. You're going you're gonna to give him Flavor-Aid instead of Kool-Aid? Jim Jones didn't use Kool-Aid. I, I'm not arguing this. I'm not arguing this. I'm just being factual. <laughs> <laughs> Next story, and it ties into Metallica because uh, Metallica released, man, touring from 2023 to 2024. Dates all the way through, man. I was like, oh, I can go on August 1st, 2024. I'm like, dude, that's that's way in advance. <laughs> but yeah, the date. You'll be able to find a babysitter before then. Yeah, I, I, no shit. My kids will be old enough for not. No, you don't need a babysitter. You're six. You got this. Make mac and cheese. Anyways, I'm kidding, people. <laughs> I don't let six-year-olds use the stove. <laughs> Just the microwave. You make them grill over an open <laughs> fire like men. <laughs> but yeah, Pantera will be opening some of those shows. And Pantera, finally, the, the tribute band to the late, great Vinnie Paul, Dimebag Daryl, came on stage December 2nd. They just played in Mexico. Footage looks fantastic. The stage set looks fantastic. Phil sounds on point, which I knew he would because I saw down a few times the last couple of years. And Phil, he's uh, he's taking care of himself. You can tell in his voice. Yeah, it's not like he's amazing. been sitting on his ass. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's been making music the whole time. Yeah, so he, he, he sounded great, which a lot of people were worried about. That is what I heard. Um, but uh, no, nah, dude. And, and just watching... The stage setup they had on the drum kit, like Charlie Bonatti's drum kit, they had like Vinny on the left, Dime on the right, like on the pad. Oh, dude, it was just like one of those things. And 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 I'm, I looked at the set list and I'm like, the kids and all the adults that never saw them, this is fucking magical, dude. It it just watching the stage and the setup, you know, when it first came out, because I was lucky enough to see Pantera four times, possibly five times. Um, in my youth and it's like i'm still super excited but just looking at this for the people that never got to see pantera dude and now they're opening for metallica you know what pantera used to do to bands back in the day back in the 90s and 91 92 93 before they were on that arena stage they used to blow the the the, the headliner out of the water they used to do that they used all the to time. do blow they, <laughs> they used to do blow <laughs> They used to take the stage and be like, good luck following us, Skid Row. Yeah. We got this shit. We're Pantera. <laughs> That's a true tour. That's a real tour. I, I saw know. that. It just yeah. makes me laugh that Pantera ever opened for Skid they Row. They did. They opened sorry, for Skid Row. Sorry, no offense, Skid Row. You know. No offense, but I mean, this was Sebastian Bach, Skid Row, you know, and I'm not saying Skid Row's not great now, but like Pantera was like, fuck it all. We took it. You know, they, they did that. And yeah. now Metallica is going to allow this Pantera open before them. Now Metallica is obviously, you know, Metallica, but I'm just I'm just giving them a heads up, dude. Pantera is going to be a hell of a show. Oh, though. dude! If I, if I have the, the I'm, and everyone who listens to this podcast knows I'm vehemently against tributing bands and just just doing a band. You know, we talk about it over and over. It's we're beating the deadest of horses. We're beating a zombie horse at this point. But I will go. I will go. I'm a hypocrite. I will go and I will watch it and I will clap and I will headbang and I will laugh and I will have a good time. Uh, do, uh, uh, <laughs> you will. I can guarantee that. But, the, I mean, these are two Mount Rushmore bands, Pantera and Metallica. So this is 
this just got it like it just got really really interesting obviously if you're a metalhead there is in my mind no way that you would be negative or want to miss this show this you know? better not be a Ticketmaster tour oh i don't know <laughs> I, I i i'm not gonna get into the politics of all it might be but i'm not gonna pay attention i didn't look at the poster <laughs> um because uh, if it is it's gonna sell out in four seconds you got you got me scrolling right now looking but i don't see anyways uh so pantera came out they did the reunion i i just feel an overwhelming joy uh, to hear those songs with that that band on that stage, so I hope everybody feels the same way. Uh, I don't know if I want to promote to go see you know cell phone footage of it because it wasn't really much. I I, I kind of had it on for a second, sound like shit, and then I muted it and just looked the visuals and and all that stuff. And then I heard one of like this love all the way through. That's you know I thought sounded pretty good, but for the most part, just go just go fucking see this band if you can. Next story. Look at us just promoting like the. The guys that don't need promotion. <laughs> no, we're like, we're like, you need to help out these billionaires. These millionaire, legendary rock and roll gods need your support for $500 an arena ticket. Yeah, you but... too can feed Lars. <laughs> That's cynical of you. But in that experience, you get Pantera. Fuck, <laughs> right? I don't listen. I said that price because I think that's a fair price for that concert. Yeah, I yeah. think that five hundred dollars. I think that if you were front row in an arena concert with Pantera and Metallica headlining, and you're paying five hundred dollars, I think that's reasonable. Yes, front I, I, row for the Aerosmith residency was a thousand at least. I know, but they're like, this is like it for Aerosmith, man. You ever see Aerosmith? Wait, you you're justifying charging a thousand because this is like their, oh, their, yeah, no, I'm I, going to I, I am I am justifying. <laughs> I am justifying out here in Las Vegas. Because they're playing for the Grim Reaper. Bro, that's why they're play, they're play, this is this is Vegas residency. It, the, the tickets are always going to be ridiculous, and I'm okay with that. Know, people are going to fly in, and and some people are going to win that money back. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Most I mean, are people not. might curse me for putting this out there, but I think five hundred dollars. Front row at a Metallica Pantera concert is reasonable. You know that's like a ten grand ticket. You t- <laughs> ain't no, I know, ain't I know, no five hundred dollars. But I'm saying that's what I mean. I don't think I was being cynical. I think I was being whimsical. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Next story, real quick. We do it. We 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 uh, uh you know we we are motivated to do a documentary podcast, as you guys know. Rise to Offense are the podcast. Um, we haven't done an episode in a long time, but it, it takes time. It takes motivation. It takes a lot of things. And um, the goal was really to do 100 episodes, which we did. We did a 103. But I'm still I'm still on it because we recorded episodes. It's just a matter of editing. But um, one of the episodes we did was G.G. Allen. Um, and it was a, a real rough episode for me to watch the footage of G.G. Allen and edit it together with uh the story of gg allen yeah i just remember yeah having like, to scrub over and over a man throwing his shit into the audience probably isn't the most fun afternoon it wasn't it wasn't just that <laughs> it was like this is a lot like, of that yeah there was a, a lot, lot of that, that. A lot of that. <laughs> I, I, I mean i don't want to sound absolutely gross but that's probably my favorite part of watching or scrubbing through it okay, was, that does sound absolutely was the <laughs> was the gg allen taking a poop on the stage and watching the fans run like that part was like oh my god look at that this. <laughs> it was that the other so parts funny. it was the 
the the theros of addiction finding out his upbringing being so i mean insane like just the you know it's a different time where it's just so clear how how a a human being who never knew softness and safety in his entire life yeah it was it, it was a brutal brutal story anyways uh, they're doing a biopic from the makers of Lords of Chaos. Uh, Jonas Ackerlin, I believe is his name. Uh, the, uh, Lords of Chaos is the Norwegian black metal mayhem movie with uh, the Colkin dude uh, playing Euronymous, if you guys don't know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, it was, it was cool. I, I own it. I bought it, and I've watched it many times. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I'm not saying it's 100% accurate, but... I'm sorry, man. It's it's definitely repeat viewing here for me. Um, so, but the Gigi Allen one, I, this one, I don't know if you can do the same treatment on because when we did the documentary on it, we found some very, very, very heinous stuff um, about him. And I don't know, man. It's gonna be a tough one. Who do you cast yeah, with a with a micro penis <laughs> like this? Who who who's gonna play this part and be like, sure. I've got a micro penis. I'm gladly going to run around. <laughs> all of the freaking uh, agencies go seeking male, 25 to 38, micro penis. Micro penis. Must, must, must be, be naked. Shit on command. Yeah. <laughs> must be naked through the majority of all stage performances with a micro penis. Um, <laughs> In Hollywood's like, it's time, my time. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I think that whoever plays him, it's going to be the, um, I don't know what to call it. There's like this effect for certain actors, like Draco Malfoy, for instance. Like that actor will always be repulsive. Who? <laughs> like, the, the, okay, the guy who played Joffrey. In oh, what's his name? I don't know his name. Oh, that's no, no, no. Name. We just it's know just, we want him dead. It was I'm, like... <laughs> I'm talking about two white blonde actors from the UK, but the one who plays Joffrey, we all hate that guy now. Like, we're going to hate him. Every time we see him, we're going to hate him. And whoever does that, whoever plays Gigi Allen, like, you're just always going to be like shitty micro-penis guy. Like, that's what you're going to be. Forever. Uh, well, they might Forever. do a, they might do a prosthetic micro-penis uh, for the... They're going to do that when they're going to talk and then they're going to glue a tinier penis. Are you kidding me? <laughs> They'll figure this out. They'll figure this like, out. Listen, I know you're a film buff, but this is weird. I don't want to go down this weird, how do you make a micro-penis special effects <laughs> conversation. <laughs> it's weird, but if, uh, if, from, if I'm a film guy, and my first concern would be like, how are we going to portray naked Gigi Allen? Not just the poop thing, because you know I can do that. you can do that with effects, but you yeah. have to have that physicality of... Violence, but just I'm sorry, dude. Like the uh, the micro penis is just like it's. If anybody has any anything beyond that, you're gonna be like, this is fucking bullshit. And and there's no way in my mind to film a Gigi Allen movie without full frontal nudity throughout the whole thing. Because yeah, and, and anyone who who likes Gigi Allen, who's a guy and knows he has a micro penis, it's like half the guy like with a bigger penis. And all those men are going to have existential crises, and they're not going to finish the movie or buy any of the merch. They're going to be like, "That's my penis, oh no!" Okay, maybe I'm I'm off base for even bringing that. I don't know. I'm thinking about it now. Am I off base? But like, if you're gonna do the, I don't know. I wasn't that focused on the penis until you brought it up. To be honest. Oh, because because you didn't do the footage watching like I did, right? And I'm like, I dude, know, this I is. Know. That's what I'm saying. I was like, this is insane, you know. But like, and I'm not trying to be whatever. But there are there's 
body parts that, like, I guess are open out and it's part of the legacy. And that's one of those for yeah, DJ Allen. Look at every biopic. This is what the people do. You're not wrong for thinking this. The people tear it apart. I know. The person doesn't look exactly like the person. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a feeding frenzy. So you're right. I am, I'm sure film buffs and freaking metal nerds would lose their goddamn minds if, like, his right ball hung lower than his left ball and it was the other way around. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> well, we brought up the challenge for uh, Jonas Ackerlin. Um, Jonas Ackerlin, I don't know. You know, I'm going to just go with Jonas. Cha- this is, this is the challenge. challenge from the media. The second we hear who you cast, we're going to be like, wow, we didn't know that about you, Elijah Wood. <laughs> you know, like, what a shocker, Kieran Culkin. This is something that we didn't think was part of the... Oh. I mean, it's just... It's going to come with it. Karen Culkin is packing a hog. He does not have a right to Okay, first no. off, I'm not, I'm not, we're not, we're not going to keep, <laughs> I think the best thing to do is to um, cast an unknown, like you said, because of the Joffrey thing. You know how Joffrey yeah. comes back to everybody's, like, liking? He just, they just got to, like, like, you know, whenever they do a revamped version of Blue's Clues, it's got to start the dude that did Joffrey. <laughs> Right. Oh no, that would be horrific. I would not be able to watch that. <laughs> would you imagine like <laughs> Joffrey being like I'm singing the male song and I'm just picturing him beating that prostitute? Yeah, right. <laughs> Blue, do you hear that? Is that a phone? Blue, it's me, Joffrey. <laughs> He's got a crossbow in his hand. <laughs> like, it's a lot of people. Well, know, what is Blue's Clues? Keep Blue's Clues. Yeah, it's a kids show that's popular out here, and I, I don't know if it's popular around the world. It should be because it is. But I'm just that's the way you come back. That's how. I don't know if it should be popular. You said what? I don't know. I don't know if it should be popular around the world. Blue's Clues because it was popular with me when I was a 13 year old stoner, and if a 13 year old stoner finds enrichment from it, I don't think we should be showing it to children. I do. I, I think that's a fantastic children's show. And blue is such a, it's, it's, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm good, dude, because I got the young kids. I watch the Peppa Pigs and the Blue's Clues and the uh, Blaze and the Monster Machines, and I am so enthralled with the educational, Bubble Guppies educational thing that they do in all these shows. We didn't get none of that with, like, Ninja Turtles. I watch Ninja Turtles now, and I was like, that's when I watched when I was five. I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's just fucking violets, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I learned a lot from the Ninja Turtles. I learned so did one. I. Just because a guy lives in the sewer, don't just judge him right away. Yeah, he might be a ninja. He might be an ancient martial artist. <laughs> and I learned pizza gives you muscles. <laughs> <laughs> and and I learned that it's totally cool to carry around open weapons and bullets in the street. Um, so. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hey guys write us in rise to offend at gmail dot com. That's our email. Let me know. <laughs> what did you learn from the Ninja Turtles? <laughs> what you learned. From the Ninja Turtles. No, let me know what you guys think about if I'm an asshole. Street Sharks. Do you remember Street Sharks? I do. Sharks in leather jackets that rode motorcycles. (laughs) What did they learn from that? I do. Bad boys. GI Joe. Criminals. Like was was a was a like there was always just like things fighting. It was like professional. Military operative. But that was a cartoon I watched a lot as a kid. I did. I watched it a lot. There was reruns probably years older, but I mean, I I loved it. He-Man, all that I shit. It was just, it was just, it was, I mean, even the Smurfs kicked Gargamel's, Gargamel's ass, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like, violence was a thing, yeah. you know, we're like, yeah. Tom and Jerry. 
The only show that had no violence that I remember um, was probably Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And as amazing as a human being as Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was, I'm just being honest. I, I, it was my, I, like my mom would make me watch it, and it, it, it wasn't. I just couldn't stand it. <laughs> yeah, that show as a child, that show felt like Xanax. Dude, it really was. Because reading Rainbow was fine, right? Because there was, uh, but when, yeah. when Mister Rogers hit on, well, watch this, this is great, and she was right, like in hindsight. But that's what I mean. I feel like Blues Clues and Bubble Guppies. How did we go here? Pantera, Metallica. What are we doing? <laughs> like, it's because we grew up on Mr. Rogers. We just wanted to feel Dude, we went from Gigi <laughs> Allen's micro penis to fucking Blues Clues. Like, this is a... <laughs> this is a typical episode with Jocelyn on it. Yeah, I feel it. like this is how it rolls when you're on the show. We somehow... I don't even... I don't, I'm going to have to rewind and just see how we go. Anyways... You guys it's right? my undiagnosed mental illness, okay? It makes me spicy. Mm. All right. Spicy's good. Um, <laughs> you guys tell us what you think about the casting of the Gigi Allen thing, or if I'm off base. I mean, look, the movie can't be PG-13. We're all on that page, right? Jaws? If it's PG-13, we're going to riot before it even comes out. That's going to be one of those things where like, people are going to like... You know when like those Marvel movies will come out and they'll be like PG thirteen and people are like oh it's gonna suck they're not gonna be able to capture it that's what it's gonna be like yeah, if it comes out no, and then it's gonna be a PG thirteen movie people are not gonna go see it. No one the filmmaker he did Spun which was a hard hard R I just remember like some poor girl tied up naked on a bed like it was it was rough if you guys haven't seen Spun it was actually good it was with John Leguizamo Mickey Rourke and uh, uh, the late great Brittany Murphy if I may. Um, so check out Spun, but that was one of his movies. It was a hard R. Lords of Chaos was a hard R. Gigi Allen's biopic is going to be a hard R. So let's just go with that. Maybe it's going to go NC-17. But you guys tell me. Tell me if the micropenis is important to you. Because when when I saw uh, Pam and Tommy, right, the Hulu show, um, they cast an actress that didn't look like Pam Anderson, but they did the magic, and lo and behold, did she look like Pam Anderson? I'm just saying. Why can't we do that with the micropenis? I just feel like it's easier to carve out different cheekbones on a face with contour makeup than it is to contour someone's cocktail kind. <laughs> okay. You know what? <laughs> makeup artists out there that are listening, let us know what's easier. Challenge. Let us know if it's easier Challenge. to... Send me DMP your videos of you if contouring your pieces. If it's easier to make the Pamela Anderson thing work or the micro... Just let us know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm super curious. <laughs> It's very rare. Like I feel like, like, like usually when we do the opening, I'm giggling the whole time. But it's very rare. I feel kind of embarrassed about where I took it. <laughs> I don't. I'm embarrassed. Not I mean, Metallica put out a new album, and Pantera, you know, did their tribute re- reunion show, and we're talking about we're, we're focused on Gigi Allen's casting. <laughs> so, listen, we're part of the patriarchy right now. We're making this all about his dick. I'm. I'm <laughs> Sorry, it's just the first thing that came to mind. Last story, guys, before my interview with Tarja. Uh, you know, um, that we're going to talk about real quick. Nickelback. It's a, it's, a, it's a clean segue from Blue's Clues to Nickelback. Speaking of micro-penises and Blue's Clues. First off, we're not doing that. I can't. I, these, are ni- these are nice gentlemen. We're not just going to label just them. kidding. I'm sure a guy named Chad is and, so nice. Until Chad Kroger's <laughs> cast as Gigi Allen, we're not labeling them with anything. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Chad Kroger looks like an assistant varsity football coach. He's not getting cast as Gigi Allen. Uh, <laughs> an assist, assistant varsity football coach. 
<laughs> You're completely right. He does not. You know, Coach Chad. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. Yeah. I, and I say, I just have to say, I am an open Nickelback fan. Have always openly defended Nickelback. So uh, I'm not. Say, I'm not I can, saying I am. I can you know poke, what? I poke fun with love. Let's go. Let's go. Let's. Let, okay, we're gonna do this last story. But me and you, we have. I know we didn't talk about this, but let's go. We're talking about A or B list actor that you would cast as Gigi Allen. You can't say Alexander Skarsgård or something. It doesn't make any sense. You know what I'm saying? Like we got it. We got to go with like someone that would you would cast as Gigi Allen that the world would know. Go. I'm gonna go second. And don't take and, and don't do t- t- Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> oh God, no! I mean, we can say Ezra Miller. That's his twin to me. You know, so we can. I want those guys to do like a, a remake of Twins, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm not gonna go. With, I'm not gonna go with him. I was thinking like Seth Green, honestly, <laughs> or like or like Jonah Hill. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I don't. I was thinking more of a a very like dark role with like some of the comedic type of people. Uh, Timothy Chalamet just he 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 thinks he's so beautiful he can't go that route. It's like you know he's like a little angel boy. It's it's he's. Well, you he's just took him down a peg because his name is Timothy Chalamet, not Timothy Chalamet. I don't know how to say it. Okay, and he spells Timothy wrong. I don't know how to say it. He's great. He was in Dune. We like. Him. He spells Come it on. Timothy. Call me by your name. Are you talking? About Luke is an amazing filmmaker. Am I allowed to even say anything positive about Army Hammer right now? I don't care. Go watch that movie. It was before. It was before he was a cannibal. I, dude. I, I, I personally. Listen. No, you have to cast. You have to cast G.G. Allen. I said Jonah Hill. Okay, Jonah Hill is. I can understand where you're coming from. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, I can get behind. I can definitely see Joaquin Phoenix playing it, uh, especially because of his recent portrayal of the Joker. <laughs> and we all know the Joker had a micro penis. <laughs> yeah. You don't get into pyrotechnics because your dick is big. <laughs> all right, you're going with Timothy Chamelet, and I'm going with. Uh... Listen. Yeah. I'm going for Oscar bait is what I'm going for here. There is no That's Oscar bait doing. in a movie where someone shits and eats it. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is not Oscar bait. If Timothy Chalamet does it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, uh, you know, it's going to be someone much, much, way too handsome. We can say that. It's going to be somebody way too handsome for Gigi Allen. Dude, like Kieran Culkin was it like. It could be Tom Hardy. A six. Ooh, Tom Hardy would be a good one. Yeah. yeah. I, be, I mean, but I seen his penis in Bronson and it was no micro penis. Oh, boy. Interesting. Tell yeah. me the name of that show again. I'm... It's a film called Bronson. You never seen Bronson, the jail movie? Uh, yeah. No, but now I will. Yeah, you should. <laughs> and it'll be prosthetics. I like Tom Hardy. We're going with that. That's that's our goal. Oh, it was prosthetic? No, 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 no. What? No. Oh. I'm saying it would have to be if he was cast in GG. Tell me a prosthetic. All right, we'll get through this quick. Nickelback are said... Are you, a, are you an executive producer of this movie? Why are you so concerned about the budget for the prosthetic? <laughs> <laughs> Every actor we bring up, you're like, need a prosthetic, won't need a prosthetic. <laughs> saying, I'm... You know, there's a few of these actors that I've seen in in films. I mean, I've seen Michael Fassbender. He can't play Gigi Allen. I'm sorry. I mean, high five Michael Fassbender. Or whatever. All right. I love this. Peter. <laughs> that is my 
<laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah, Kevin Bacon can't play this role. It, it was like I was like, whoa, bro, whoa. Kevin Bacon <laughs> took me out of. Kevin Bacon can't play G.G. Allen because of the size. Kevin of Bacon this. cannot play G.G. Allen, <laughs> and also because this, he looks like a skeleton. <laughs> Not Enough. Enough. <laughs> Sorry. Stop bringing up people if you don't want me to tell you my opinion. <laughs> if this movie was made in 1985, the perfect casting would be Tim Roth because he is one of the greatest actors of all time and he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's all. I'm just going to leave it on a positive note. I feel like also, note. I feel like Adrian Brody could do it. No, Adrian Brody's too, too tall, man. Or I don't know. He's the, too, I don't know. He, he wouldn't, he's yeah, not. he has to be kind of short, huh? That's I what I meant. Like you can't do... Yeah, Tom Hardy's. Tom Hardy was the best. You can't do like Alexander Skarsgård or Brody or you know any of those. No. You know, it's like saying. I was even thinking like the Kylo Ren guy. I can never think of his real name. (laughs) Oh, Adam Driver. Adam Driver. No, no. I mean, again, they're just too, you know. Too pretty. Lanky. No, I mean, you know, you can capture anything in film, but if you got this lanky actor. It doesn't. Yeah. It does, the body type is just not going to work, man. You know. So, anyways, we're going to get so many tweets about how wrong we are about who should be cast. Yeah, you guys, tell us who you think we should cast as Gigi Allen. <laughs> and, and then the second part of that is that how are you going to make the penis work? Anyways, um, last story. Nickelback <laughs> said they want to cover heavy bands before we jump into our interview with Tarya. Um, the heavy bands they say they want to cover is, if I'm not mistaken, Testament Slayer and then Meshuggah. Uh, and then on a scale of Okay, I'm not going to scale anything. A Nickelback cover of Mashuga, does that sound interesting to you, or does that sound like uh, amazing to you? I don't know, dude. That's like that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, dude, you get what Mashuga song would Nickelback cover? Yeah, that's so hard for me to let because I really associate Nickelback with a time in my life when I was addicted to opiates. Oh Jesus! Really, Nickelback? (laughs) Yeah, I love listening to Nickelback when I was high on opiates. Um, huh. It's great. It's great soundtrack to smoke Viking and off the toilet in the casino. Too. Uh, okay. <laughs> Dude, we got too dark, man. We got. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's my point. Is that I can't like associate with sugar with like the energy of like. I mean, Nickelback is like um. Grilling hot dogs, but I'm in an alley and there's a dumpster here. Like that's that's the energy of Nickelback. Like Michigan's not that energy. Well, Jaws, me and you did it. <laughs> <laughs> we did our contractual thirty minutes. Um, I don't know if we did it well. I feel like we did it okay. <laughs> I feel there's a lot of questions out there of of uh, of. I'm uh, so with my opinions or my thoughts or my feelings. <laughs> I know we're going to get emails. I don't know if they're going to be good. <laughs> so, I know we're going to get emails. So, now it's time, guys. The reason you're here and uh, the reason that we're here is to promote music, metal, obviously metalsucks.net as well. Go check out all the stories that we talked about. Um, but it is time for my interview with the one and only, the gracious, graceful Tarja Turnen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. 
Everybody, what's going on? Petter, Metal Sucks Podcast. On the phone, I have Tarya. We are here to celebrate. I mean, and this is a celebration. Your best of record. Um, living the dream. It's coming out December 2nd. Um, definitely want to talk about that because um, 15 years have gone by and you handpicked all the tracks for this record to kind of give to the fan base. Tell me about how difficult that may be. Or difficult or how the sequencing had to work for you as an artist to be like, this is what I consider my best of, my first compilation. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was a challenge, but it was a beautiful challenge. I mean, it took me a long time to work on this album because it's not only choosing the tracks, uh, doing the artwork and everything, but it's actually involving three albums because the, uh, the best of is coming out of or in different versions and also a live show. So I was working for a long, long period of time, actually, even before COVID, uh, I started uh, working for the album, but choosing the songs was beautiful. Uh, you know, one, why this and why not the other? Well, the main album has the fan favorite tracks, sort of the ones that are mostly requested in my shows by my fans and the other single cuts maybe the like the original versions of the singles that have been released only in some limited editions in the world but not so publicly not so widely so it's a good opportunity for me to put them out now but overall it's incredible that all these 15 years have really passed by and by me being so happy throughout all this time i mean i've been very productive and happy and ha huh, Living my dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and that's that is that is the beautiful thing. And another thing I do want to talk about because there is so many formats, as you mentioned, for the best of record and fans. You should definitely go check it out. But uh, the majority of the formats are also going to have the Bucharest live show, Cir- Circus Life, that yeah. you did. Uh, I think right before the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken. Um, exactly. Yeah, January 2020. Wow. And that show was, oh, and it is so beautiful. I mean. I have to be honest with you, it's one of the best things I've done in my career. It was a show, uh, it was the second show we did with 16 musicians. I had a strings and backing vocalists and uh, two drummers, um, two bass players, three guitar players, two keyboard players with me, even my brother singing backing vocals. It was very emotional. We played it in a circus stage, like a venue circus venue and 360 venue so the band was set up in the middle of the audience and um, you could see everything and it was super emotional experience for me and so i would i would love to repeat these shows in the future for best of tours yeah yeah no that's and that's cool and and how often did you do you get to perform perform in that circle um stage type of situation was this is it rare for you or is it normally that you know this normal stage setup oh it's super rare mm. this was the first time oh. i mean i have been myself performing in the middle of the audience because i have wanted to you know we have been building you know some um keyboard uh guitar acoustic set in the middle of the audience that i loved to do in some many many years back so i jumped in in latin america i jumped in the middle of the audience and i performed (laughs) Uh, everybody touching me and getting a 
the air out of me, you know, during the show. But I love doing those kind of things. But this kind of setup, having the having the everything band setting set up in the middle of the audience, that that never ha- has happened before, and it was really wonderful because everybody could see everything. There was no nothing we could hide. Or there was no ne- necessary to hide anything, and so it was really nice, like a really proper live concert with everything and everybody facing each other and the musicians and wow, really nice. And and that's something I want the fans to make sure when you guys are pre-ordering the best of record, it's coming out December second, guys. Living the dream. Make sure you're looking at that because that Circus Life concert is exclusive to the package um, with all the mm-hmm. formats, so it's not being sold separately. Correct. No, correct. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So, guys, make sure you are checking that out because I've seen clips, and I'll tell you right now, that is uh, definitely part of the 15-year of the celebration. And uh, that's mm-hmm. that's how it all came together. So you said you were working on the best-of record for pre-pandemic, so over two years um, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. When the idea came to you, obviously it's going to be after the In the Raw record, which you're still celebrating right now mm-hmm. because of the pandemic on tour, Correct. Right, exactly. I am still on tour with In the Raw. Actually, I'm I'm closing those tours next uh, March, February, March here in Europe. I'm still doing those tours, and it's unbelievable. Like three years have passed by. <laughs> but but uh, and we're gonna make a lot of shows with the best of release uh, next year and forthcoming year. But hey, um, what did you ask me? Oh my God! Oh. So. Um, <laughs> I just completely lost it. Huh? Oh, when no, I started. Oh yeah, when I when when the idea is like, all right, we're gonna put this together. Yep. Yeah, when I started working was a long time ago, and actually the whole idea for the best of started with my book. I wanted to write a book about my career, but my my music about me as an artist in general. So I wrote this book called Singing in My Blood. It was released um, uh, some time ago, and uh, that was the beginning of for the best of. And uh, through that book release and through writing it, uh, it really made me understand the way of the, the life I have been having, how colorful it has been and what I have really went through in my life. And it was really, really therapeutic, I would say, you know, that experience made me understand more of who I am today or who I have been in the past, <laughs> seriously. Um, everyone should have this kind of experience in one point in life. I have to tell you, it was really beautiful <laughs> to celebrate the work that you did. Cause we're so busy moving forward. You know, we're so busy mm-hmm. next, 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 next to, to, to take that pause and be able to look back and have that experience, yeah. I think is priceless for the future, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's re- it's really cool, and I just want everybody to know, December 2nd, guys, make sure you are picking up what we're talking about, the best of album, Live in the Dream. And now we're going to talk a little bit about the Christmas shows. Last year, uh, if I'm not mistaken, when it, we talked, it was you had to put together a live stream uh, for the Christmas oh, event. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. tell me how that all, the experience of that, because now we're back on the stage and we're going to do the events, but let's talk about that live stream for a second, how that was, the preparation, and how it, it mm-hmm. went together the experience because it was new for a lot of artists at that time yeah exactly it was the first time ever for me to do a live stream of course i've been working in the tv and it's kind of the same you know you're singing and there is no public only the tv cameras in in that sense i've had the experience before but this was super strange i mean seriously 
doing the show with a beautiful setup, uh, stage setup with my musicians that I've missed so dearly because of the pandemic. We haven't been able to see each other, nor rehearse each other together. And so getting getting everything ready separately, individually at home first, and then just hitting the stage, put on the cameras, and you know, show must go on. And there is no audience. It, it was really weird. It was really weird because how much energy I'm getting from my public, from my listeners in my concerts. It's overwhelming sometimes. And I'm very emotional singer, performer, so I need them. <laughs> I need that impact of energy that is coming back to me when I perform. And there was nothing. <laughs> it was just a, my little hope and wish that someone is watching and listening when I am singing right now. So it was super weird. <laughs> But at the end of the day, it was a beautiful experience and it all went well. And uh, I really, mm, I I love having these kind of challenges in my life because it's always, uh, you're facing something new and uh, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. And the Christmas shows are very important, you know, like uh, it's been something that you've mm -hmm. done for a while now. And let's talk about the, the upcoming ones that we're doing. You're doing Christmas, uh, the Christmas Together Tour 2022. Um, and, uh, it's, it's starting, I believe December 2nd out there. So make sure you guys are checking dates. Um, how excited are you to bring that package and how important is it every year for you to celebrate this time, um, with the fans? Absolutely important. I'm doing, I have been doing these kind of tours, Christmas tours since 2005, every year it had, has become like a beautiful tradition for me already to end my years with Christmas concert tours. And, um, you know, everybody is already kind of tired at this time of the year and uh, they are willing, they are seeking for some peace of mind. And um, if you want to really experience something quite intimate, because these shows are intimate shows, I'm performing only with um, cello, keyboard player and guitar player both Finnish Argentinian musicians now in Europe, uh, throughout some countries in Europe, but they are beautiful, they are emotional, um, atmospheric, um, some of them in churches, other ones in theaters, and they are unique kind of uh, concerts. And so they, even though I am working throughout these concert tours and I need to prepare them vocally more than ever, they require a lot of more vocal performance and preparation for me. But hey, I enjoy it because it's also it's a way for me to prepare myself for the holidays and uh, be grateful for all the year that has passed by. Mm, they are beautiful. Absolutely. And everybody, if you don't know, you there is an album available, Christmas Together, uh, live in 2019 that is out there. So uh, I have it and I'm a huge fan of it. I'm visiting it every year. <laughs> now, this year... Oh, really? Yes, absolutely. We'll play a song off of it, too, uh, after the interview, everybody, just so you guys know. Because, I, it, like I said, I want to promote the Christmas Together tours as well. It's just definitely something that has been, like you said, you've been doing it since 2005. And uh, it's just mm -hmm. been something that's been kind of a part of the, uh, the tradition uh, for yeah, a lot of us metal fans. Many, many metal fans are coming to enjoy these shows. Many people are coming with their parents, even the grandparents, with their children. I mean, it's, it's a wonderful it, it is a moment, a moment of uh, <clears throat> to to be, be in peace. I mean, to to close your eyes and just 
you know, chill and enjoy. It's just like that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And now I'm, I'm from Montenegro, so my Christmas is Orthodox. And we use the, for people that don't know, we use the Julian calendar, the old calendar. So our Christmas day was always January 7th, Christmas Eve, oh, January wow. 6th. That was kind of how it played out. Now, the Christmas tour, I was looking at it this year. Um, and you are going to be playing in the Ukraine around this Orthodox calendar time. Um, is that accurate? Mm, I don't. I have my doubts that that's accurate. Oh, yes, I those, apologize. Those, those, no, 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 oh. no, no need to. Those dates are on my um, calendar and my webpage. Also, they are the dates for April, I think, in Ukraine again mm. um, for the rock shows. Yeah, we have kept them there because it's uh, very unfortunate, the whole situation in the country at the moment. And so we haven't wanted to, you know, knock the door of the promoter willing to really check it out, what's going on. You know, it's not the time. Yeah. But I have my doubts that uh, they actually would happen. But um, hopes I have, for sure, of course. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. Our hearts yeah. go out. I mean, safety first, yeah. all those things. Yeah. I, when I did look up the dates, I was very much like, wow, this would be such a a beautiful yeah. thing for so many people oh, at this time. Absolutely. And, but then, mm. then obviously you think about, uh, you know, one day though, we will. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We get together again. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I, uh, yeah, again, I, I, I apologize. I was just looking at the dates and then. No, that's no, why I no, need. No. no, you're not the only one asking me this. Oh, yeah. okay, no worries. <laughs> so, so that's uh, that's cool. But yeah, and, um, with that though, celebrating—is it normal that you do uh, the Christmas together shows in the Orthodox uh, countries um, at that yes, time yeah. every yes, year? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, there are many. There are actually many, many concerts happening. Though, but they have been happening. Um, people, have, people, they come along and they appreciate them and. Uh, even even some Christmas, you know, in January, yeah, I would have been doing some concerts also now in the next January. But 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 you know, it's a but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, totally. Everybody understands. Trust me uh, <laughs> on that one. So one thing I did want to bring up is that you just did a Q and A live on the Ear Music YouTube channel, and yeah. uh, fans got to ask you questions and and comments yeah. and things like that. Um, is there any questions that you remember from that session that you that caught you off guard from the fan base? Do they ever surprise <laughs> you with some questions that you're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> always, 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 always. always. Yeah. But uh, yeah, one girl was asking that what would be the the meal, the last meal you would. No, it was like a. If you would need to eat a meal every day, what meal that would be? Like every day the same thing. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Or, you know, all kinds of uh, pranks and things that have happened there on the tour. It's hard to, you know, there have been many moments, but uh, when it's a moment to respond, it's like, wow, shit, what I remember. <laughs> but uh, that meal question came like, oh, man, out of the, <laughs> out of the, Oh yeah, what what I I did answer to that that solomillo, you know, the red meat for, <laughs> cut from Argentinian cow, <laughs> red wine and and a mixed salad. I think I was 
answer in that in oh, that moment <laughs> on the spot well done that's pretty good i would have been like cereal <laughs> so, like, i would have just said something lame i like eggs uh, i don't know, yeah. <laughs> right? you know for the I rest know. of my life that sounds horrible yeah too much of a good thing right and that's that's great so it is it is always fun though to do those things with the fan base yeah. uh and answer those questions um, and stuff like that. And then I'm sure a lot of people did ask because we did bring up in the raw, which you're celebrating right now. And then we obviously have the best of record coming out December 2nd. Has there been talk of going in and writing any new material or a time frame that you want to do that for a new solo record? Yeah. Time is my enemy. I have to tell you this. It is like, uh, really time is my enemy. It has always been like that, but I have somehow managed, um, <laughs> I have been doing my schedule the next um, two years. I've been scheduling everything where I want to go, what I want to do. Um, of course, I know I know already that not every one of those things will eventually happen, but we have been already confirming many things, plus planning many things. But I'm writing currently new material for new songs for new rock album, obviously, and it's not in production yet because I have a lot of touring to do. And uh, at the same time, I'm working on uh, two other album releases. <laughs> you will get to know about these <laughs> albums pretty soon. Hopefully, when the year, the new year begins, you know, in the beginning of it. Um, next year, there will be a couple of new releases happening. And 24, you can expect new rock album. And uh, But next year, you will see me on the road all the time. And hopefully, also U.S., will see me next year fingers crossed america it's time we miss you it is, <laughs> it is time. time so um on a couple more questions i know my time is running out and i do apologize but let me just remind everybody the reason we're talking is to celebrate the 15-year journey all the way put together best of living the dream it's coming out december 2nd and guys like i said do not miss out on the the circus life concert that's going to be part of that package make sure you see the availability on that what song from your catalog did not make the cut that you really, really, really wanted to put on this best of record? No, don't tell me. Don't ask me that. There's a lot of great songs that I'm like, all right. Oh, like... my God. Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> no. No, no. Okay. A lot of albums, a lot of, lot of songs and a lot of my babies. I mean, why? <laughs> <laughs> no need to answer. No need to answer. But uh, I can see that there was so, okay. the difficulty. Okay, the one, dif song. one song. One I, song. I tell you okay. now, Spirits of the Sea. That song is on my last record in the roar, and uh, I'm super proud of the lyrics of that song. It's not um, single kind of oriented. It's a very progressive symphonic song, weird, some would call it. Um, but that song lyrics, um, uh, it's very heavily influenced by Argentina, actually. My, my, the country that I fell in love with some years ago. Hmm. Nice. And the ocean, and the world, the water world, underwater world. <laughs> nice. Well, everybody, make sure you guys should have in the raw right now. If not, pick that up as well. But <laughs> make sure you guys are picking up best of. It's coming out. This best of living the dream is coming out December 
second. And guys, do not miss the tour, Christmas Together Tour 2022. It's happening starting December 2nd. These shows are magical, guys. We'll play a song off the live album that's available, and we'll also celebrate the best of, as always. So with that, I want to thank you so much, Tarya, for calling in here to the Little Sucks podcast. Thank you so much for having me, and I wish you all the best, and happy holidays.
Metal Sucks podcast.
All right, guys, and we are back. First song you heard is off the best of record. Living the dream, it's out right now. You guys heard us talk about all the different uh, avenues you can get. You can get the, the the DVD copy and all that stuff. Make sure you guys are picking up the best of Living the Dream. This is a fantastic compilation put together by her uh, herself. The song we played off of that record is Dead Promises. That's featuring Bjorn Speed Strid. Fantastic song. That is off the last record in the Raw, which we also talked about a little bit. But make sure you guys are picking up Living the Dream, Best of. And because we talked about the Christmas Together tour that's happening right now in Europe, I wanted to play something off the Christmas Together album that I have, that I play every year with my kids and my family at Christmas time. This is one of my rotations on my five-disc CD player that I still have in my living room. Uh, that is Oak. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Christmas Together, the album is out. But guys, most importantly, make sure you are checking out the tour. If you are in Europe, get tickets. And uh, don't miss out, man. It's going to be awesome. It looks amazing. Last year, uh, I got to see the live stream of it. I never got to see it live, I'm being honest. But uh, the live stream was really, really cool for me. Um, With that, I want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews we get on the good old Apple iTunes. That is what we ask for as a podcast team. Me, you, Jocelyn Wright. Sylvia, right? She's not here. <laughs> oh, that's her yelling. Come home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Peter. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Brandon. Uh, who's oh, like, Brandon, hella. <laughs> I did. A, I did a saw. We all want the five star reviews. Brandon says hella. Hella Vegas. Hella Vegas kids say hella. That's a song by a band called Curl Up and Die. That's a local band. Hella Vegas kids say hella. Anyway, what am I doing today? <laughs> you, you and I are just triggering each other's ADHD without somebody to buffer us. It's my anniversary, and I I am gonna have a fantastic night. So I'm just I'm like we got we got this anyway. So um uh with that also guys all the support on other podcasts rise to offend the documentary discussion podcast. You guys want to hear Gigi Allen our two and a half hour take on him go listen to the episode we did it gg allen we did it all in its entirety okay and i doubt we talk about the micro penis as much as we did on this episode in those two and a half hours (laughs) (laughs) just kidding it's the whole first episode (laughs) i know so let's go back to his father putting him in a in a in a you know shed and being schizophrenic let's focus on the penis no i'm just kidding uh, with that, guys, you guys are the this best. This is actually just us uncovering your weird obsession with Gigi Allen's micro penis, and you have a cork board in your garage with a bunch of red string connecting different photos of Gigi Allen's micro penis. I've never seen a penis so small. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go, Colson Podcast. Go. <laughs> All right, guys, until Joffrey's on Blue Clues. We'll see you guys later. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.